This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Yeah. Well, the important news is we've survived 2021. Yes. Right? Mm. Which means we're back. We're back for episode five of the Vibecast, the podcast celebrating the fun, the music, the fans, and most importantly, the musicians oh, <laughs> of the yeah. Philadelphia band Chico's Vibe. I'm John Parkinson. I'm here with producer Matt Kelly. And Matt, this podcast, as we noted, is being released on New Year's Eve 2021. And going way back, it was it was Julius Caesar, actually, I did some research Uh-oh. for this podcast, who proposed the calendar where the new year begins on January 1. So it's the Julian calendar. Ah. And uh, somehow, that's, I think that's fitting for today's podcast because while New York City, for New Year's Eve, they, they have the tradition of dropping the ball. It's not New Year's Eve in Delco without these guys in front of us, the emperors. Of the Delco New Year's Eve Bacchanalia. <laughs> dropping our balls right That's now. Right. Hey, dropping our balls for all of Delco. I want to be Caesar. You Gabby can could, be Caesar. Gabby could be Augustus. Ed could be Nero. There you go. Phil Nero? That's right. Julius Caesar, Dennis Chicchino. Right. Wait, who's who's Gab? Augustus Caesar. Yeah. John Gephardt and Nero. Ed Mount. Welcome, you gentlemen. You can be Nero. Ed. You can be Caligula. Yes, go oh. with Caligula. There was a well. Nero was also a rogue Rom- Romulan in the reboot of Star Trek. <laughs> oh wow! So all right, I'll stop. I don't think it's the same one. <laughs> but anyway, on today's podcast, to give a little prep to our audience for what's coming, we're going to reflect a little bit on 2021 and and you know think about heading into uh, the new year. What's what's ahead of us? We have a special guest, Chico's vibe trumpet player Tony DeSantis. Uh, as soon as we work out his his technological issues, we'll be bringing Tony on board. We're going to do another segment of Chico's Vibe, the Netflix series, where we'll talk about a memorable, memorable gig that will become an episode of our soon-to-be-hit Netflix show. Then we'll do a song from the set list, which um, we're going to ask Tony to explain himself a little bit as part of that song for the set list ah, uh, good. Uh, timing. So... Here we are, New Year's Eve 2021. From the band's pers- perspective, I think the best thing about 2021 was that it was not 2020. That's yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was still an interesting and, and challenging year. And um, Ed, you, well, Ed and Gabe, you know, when did we kick in in 2021? It wasn't really till April. April. April, yeah. Yeah. But there were a lot of fun and interesting gigs, but it was a weird dynamic for oh, a lot definitely. of the year. The first one was an outdoor. It was an outdoor wedding. Yeah, I'm blanking on, on under a tent. Was it. I it think was it was like Lindenwald. 
Country Club. Yes. It was yeah. out in Newtown Square area. Yeah. Anthony Wayne House, isn't that? Across from Waynesboro Country Waynesboro Club. Waynesboro Country Club, yeah. And he's never home. <laughs> he's not. No. <laughs> I was asked for him. I feel bad. I'm using his bathroom, eating his food. Like, I heard it? you like in the yeah. corridor say, Tony. 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 <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's where I went wrong. Tony Wayne. I said, Anthony. Oh Andy God. Wayne, Andy Wayne. But yeah, it's, yeah. Anyway, we did wind up having some, I think, a memorable year, some memorable, memorable yeah. gigs, right? I mean, uh, you know, it was really cool. Like last 2020, what do we have? Like 38 weddings? We played two or three, something like yeah, that. We, yeah, I think was, we ended up playing like 12 total jobs. I think so because I yeah. did my taxes. It was yeah. the we played year, zero right? gigs yeah. at the shore, and we were booked almost every weekend, yeah. sometimes twice. Yeah. And then 2021 comes along, and we, we we're playing mostly all oh, the gigs that, is... that got postponed. Right. Yep, yep. Plus all the other stuff that we booked during yep. that time of right. COVID. Right. So we were getting like banged. It was a yeah, yeah it just banner hit. year. Yeah. Like especially May, it just like yes. all of a sudden it was we were yeah. working all the time, and it was like. I, I don't like this. It was a complete culture yeah. change. I, I, I don't like this. I want to go home. <laughs> and then it was, we, it we was were, definitely strange to be around people. Again. Yes. Yeah. That, that's that's the thing. And then we yeah. were down the shore a lot, which was even yes. stranger because right. the shore was as if there was no <laughs> global pandemic. Yeah. Uh, the Bonner it didn't exist. The Bonner reunion. Yes. I had, that was one of my memorable yeah. gigs. The yeah. Bonner Prendy reunion was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was amazing. But I was like, this is the most people I've seen. I think in in a year and a half. Yeah. Yep. In one. Yep. Place, you know? All three of us have to have had COVID. We have to have somewhere I, along the line, at some point. I'm sure. <laughs> it's it's safe to say we did our last Keenan's. That was very memorable. Game. Yes, yeah. it was yeah. on Labor Day weekend. Oh know? yeah, that was that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Dennis, you had mentioned uh, like a favorite wedding memory from 2021. Oh, I I loved it. It was uh, the, the Stefanski yeah. wedding at the Windrift. Yes. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. in the meantime, I mean, before I even got there, you know, I'm feeding right into Gabby's line for me. Like, I'm going to get there with like 10 minutes yes. before we start. <laughs> and I'm like flying Wait, we, down. We might the... want to let our listeners know that the more wisdom you get in the wedding gig, the later you arrive at gigs. Yeah, I think I, I think I teed off on that one or two podcasts to go. Yes, yeah. You know, I don't need like a wedding coordinator telling me what to do. We've been doing it longer than them, longer than any wedding coordinator. We've been doing weddings. We know how to do it. Don't bother me. We just don't say that here at Chica's Vibe. We do not condone this. <laughs> <laughs> Parky oh sending me text. Dennis, there's a lady really well, wants to talk to me. She kept coming up to me. I need to speak with Dennis. I need to speak with Dennis. So I text you. She needs to speak with you. And you text me back. I said, finally, I said, tell her to call me. <laughs> <laughs> Which was really going to settle her down. Yeah. I'm on the Garden State Parkway. <laughs> you know, for that instance, we should have a red phone that we can hand to the coordinator. <laughs> It's just a direct line. Yes, like, old school up. Commissioner Gordon, like big, big red phone on a plate. <laughs> Tony brings it over on a plate, you know? <laughs> but he has to have an Irish accent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. Jeebers. <laughs> I got him on the line for you. <laughs> 
the wedding itself was a really good wedding. We knew lots and lots of people there. At the end of the night, I, we might, Matt might have been on the gig. He was. He, he was. was. And Rick Anthony was on there too. Because, yeah, we, we, we're finished. We do silly love songs. Matt breaks into the Eagles fight song like he always does. <laughs> and they all got pissed off because <laughs> Stefanski is the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they're coming over man at me. I, was like, I, I didn't do it. <laughs> and Matt gets you in trouble. It's, yeah, it's right. the age old tale. It's you know? the age old tale. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, man. Oh, man. The Oerhouse. This was our first year to do the Oerhouse, right? Yeah, that mm -hmm. might become a yeah. Last year, 2020, they all got wiped out. Yeah, yeah. so that might be a, a regular Chico's vibe. Yeah, gig during the summer. Yeah, that was kind of talking fun. about that Bonner gig that we played yes. Bonner Prendy. Yeah. It was an all-year reunion. All-year reunion. Yes. Yeah. We were on the sand, remember? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, like one or two photos of me from that day, and I and I look at my worst possible self. <laughs> I, I look like I look like something that's about to be slaughtered at like a, a 4-H fair. I look fat. I'm totally red, covered in sweat. Ugh. And I'm like, who's that old guy? And I'm like, that's me. <laughs> that's why the website, you know, I love it because it's got pictures of me from like 2001. Right. Yes. But they're recent, you know. Right, right, right. We're on the sand. I'm drinking, everybody's drinking, so I'm like, no. I don't even give a shit if I'm three steps away from the, yeah. the, the, the key of the song. But um, so we're in there, <laughs> and you get all these like, you know, these Catholic kids are all dressed up. They got their green on, and the girls are all like looking good in their summer outfits. Uh, then all of a sudden, Bobby Sava and Stevie Williams walk in, and they're both bikers. They come and they stand right in the middle of all the Catholic Bonner girls and guys dressed in their pastel colors. And here's these like two dour looking dudes. And I'm just like, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> you look so out of place. Look around you. Waiting for me to say, that's right, folks. This show, like all Chico's Vibe shows, brought to you by Sava Brothers <laughs> Masonry Contractors. <laughs> they're not the cheapest. And John always chimes in, that's because they're the best. <laughs> and I think they left after that. I was like, thank God. <laughs> One thing I remember, you and I, were, were we had had a lot. To drink and part oh, of it yeah. was because the people in front of us but it was the one time you know in africa we always count i bless the rain down in right africa. right yeah, yeah, yeah five yeah. of them and it like it kills both of us right but we lost count <laughs> <laughs> and it's the only time brian far has ever gotten mad at me because we just went one more and we kept singing the song and didn't stop. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, I enjoy drinking more and more on our gigs. <laughs> the older yeah. I get, the less I can hear, the more I want to drink. <laughs> That's how it works. Well, moving along. Yes, um, yeah. Hey, well, 2021, this well, Chico Huff, this could this is his last full year with the band. And, mm -hmm. uh, I just want to add... You know, wait a minute, isn't he? No. Yeah. Get out! We don't have him anymore. Well, in 
month of January and the month of February. Oh, good. It's not uh, complete. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. We can it's, just, uh, it's gonna I be... just wanted to do a Chico Huff tribute because he's right. so good. We're going to miss him. Shit, yeah. he's a dead man. I'm not letting him play with anybody else. Okay. So that was 2021. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to continue the podcast, right? Yes. I'm still glad we're doing what we do, though. Yeah, me too. Oh, you know? absolutely. It's still, it's still fun. I'm still happy it's in my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was one thing about 2020. It gave me an appreciation for how much to enjoy what we do. Oh, Same. absolutely. You know, there are still times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they get tested. I'm even exponentially happier because I quit all the small stuff. Well, there's a lot of people that are sad about that, so yeah, we don't want to yeah. harp on that too much. Well, but. Yeah, really... there are people who are traumatized. Oh, I yeah. don't care about them. <laughs> Phones are lighting up, guys. Phones are lighting up. Oh man, the blinking, the blinking. I think I think the podcast just ended. I mean, it got to the point where I didn't even want to carry my guitar in anymore. I mean, I'm bringing a PA, set it up, tear it down for years. We just went to negative listeners, I think. But it gives me more energy to to for Chico's vibe. Right. We need to lighten up this podcast, I guess. So can we? Uh... We're going to test the limits of Tony's technology. <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm happy to announce our first guest. Oh, we're dialing. What are you on, dial up? Yes. We got him, right? You've got mail. <laughs> I'm here. He is Tony. here. So I'm happy to announce. Hey, Big T. Fresh. Off of uh, double secret probation. <laughs> He's got his lawyer with him. Tony's a, I, I will call him a, a Havertown musical legend, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just did that uh, that little spread in the paper. In the, yeah, time. and even plugged Chico's vibe, which I think. Yeah, one cool. sentence. <laughs> yeah. Four words. <laughs> I play in Chico's vibe. Five yeah, but, words. <laughs> but we were in it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something. Tony, when when we have guests on the, uh, the oh, God, he had a heart attack. Are you on the floor? <laughs> Click twice if you're in danger. <laughs> push push five if you're in danger. Tony, you're still there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wish you weren't? But Tony, what what we like to do uh, for our podcast guests is ask ask them to talk about. So you've been playing music, you've been playing music professionally for a very long time. What, but let's go back. When did you first start playing trumpet? Like what what got you started? Oh, I was I was actually like six or seven years old. Excellent. My cousin started me on trumpet. I have to find a picture, but I have a picture of me. At seven, where the trumpet was bigger than my torso. <laughs> yes, I have to get a picture of it and send it to you guys. But yeah, my cousin was in the army, played trumpet on, and so my dad decided to start me on trumpet. Ah, that's excellent. Okay, and you've been playing consistently ever since, right? Uh, not consistently, but I've been playing. Yes. <laughs> were there were there other instruments that you played growing up, or piano a little bit? When you went to college, were you still playing? Because I know for a while you had a dual career, right? Where you're a musician, and I think you worked at Vanguard. So well, let's let's step back. So yeah. when I was in high school, when I was in high school, I excelled in music, and I think at the time I. St- remember when we were in school, there was no ADD or any kind of reading yeah. thing. And I did really 
I did really bad in school, except for music. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so so back then, the uh, guidance counselor used to tell everybody, like, if you want to go for music, you know, you shouldn't go for music because it's it's not a good career. You should go for something else. Yeah. And I was the only guy. The guidance counselor saw my grades. He says, I think you should go for music. (laughs) 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 And at the time, I was a good kid. My mom died at 15, so I kind of was like, didn't oh, i was into school i was into school right. and we had someone who was in the band who would who would uh who would pull our cut slips so in my senior year i cut 90 days of school oh my god <laughs> <laughs> did that did the year even count i had to go to summer school for english so i get my diploma but i had already got accepted to uh university arts oh excellent oh. okay so even there even in college, even though I excelled in like performance, again I wasn't. I I, I tried to do my English stuff, and I, I had I had ADD, obviously, and I almost flunked out of college too. Jeez! Oh, <laughs> but um, they let me play because I was a good jazz player. Cool. And they wanted me to play with the jazz band for like the concerts. So, but I finally graduated. I did get my degree. But your jazz talents bailed you out. And you know what was? You're right, Chico. The thing was back then, like the kids coming to college now are, are phenomenal. Back then, I could play like a blues, and I was considered really good. So everybody else was pretty. <laughs> no, seriously, everybody was pretty mediocre. So right in that regards, it was I was fortunate. But uh, but I went to school. I got my degree, and then uh, my father died when I was 19. So I kind of I kind of decided. I kind of decided to get a full-time job because I needed to get benefits and stuff. Yeah. So I got a job at Vanguard Investments, and and it was one of the best moves I ever made because nice. it gave me security, and I still and I still practice and I still play gigs. So that, that, you know, that's why I had the double degree, the two 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 careers. Nice. This amazes me. You're telling us how you. F- you're going to flunk out of Haverford. You're going to flunk out of UArts. Yes, I did. At ADD, I, you couldn't do English, this and that. But you excelled at Vanguard. Yeah. Didn't you have to use well, some like elementary skills of math and stuff like that at Vanguard? A bunch of people went broke in the beginning. <laughs> Remember the market crash of 87? <laughs> that was the learning curve. I know. I started, I started in 89. After oh, okay. 89. <laughs> he brought him back. Yes. yes. <laughs> but you know what? The reason why I excelled is because I started out in data entry, and I didn't mind doing the, the menial work. Right. I just cared about having my benefits and, and playing music. Yeah. Cool. So that's part of the reason why I did well is because I never, I never really wanted – I wanted to work there, but I didn't want to like, have a career move or like become a supervisor or whatever. Yeah, right. Gotcha. So I was one of the, I didn't mind being a lackey. I was just like, I told me what to do and I'll do it and, and I'll do a good job. Like, that's why right. I excel because I didn't, because of my, with the balance, with doing the music, like doing simple work in the beginning at Vanguard and then doing my music, I didn't care that my job wasn't like, I wasn't on a career track to become like, you know, the CEO because I still wanted my music to go. So yeah, that's why that I makes never. A lot of sense. Uh, that's why I took more pride in my work where everybody else was like, I don't want to do this stupid menial crap. Back <laughs> <laughs> then, most of the people that uh, worked there when I first started didn't have college degrees. And I oh, and wow. I told I told Vanguard I had a Bachelor of Science, which is a Bachelor's in Music, but it was Bachelor of Science. Yeah. So just the fact that I had a bachelor's degree 
in music, you know, got me a job. There. And you know, I guess 2019, we're playing at Valley Beach, and I got a neighbor across the street from me. He's there in the crowd. He comes up and he goes, uh, "Hey, is that trumpet player Tony DeSantis?" And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "He worked for me at Vanguard. It was Tony's boss. He was one of the nicest people." I ever met at my job. Did you hear That's that, Joe? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was always like nice and funny. He wasn't into the whole corporate, you know, Tony, what are you doing? Like he was always extremely nice. Always. Right. <laughs> Tony, what are you doing? Stop playing <laughs> Space Invaders. <laughs> yeah, did you ever get confused and go to go to the wrong prepare for the wrong job? Like you went to the data entry and you're just like and then you go to the gig later that night with like a calculator. <laughs> Tony's like, ha, ha, ha. That's because he did it. He did it, didn't you? No, but I've, I've worked. I played a couple of jobs where, with, with Chico's Vibe where people came up and said, Tony. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, remember me? I'm like, uh, and, I always say, and I always say, Oh yeah, did you work at Vanguard? And every single time it was somebody from Vanguard. I'm like, yeah, yeah. How did you know? I'm like, that's the only place I worked at in my yeah, whole life. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and I have, but they have to tell me their name. But I just I pull the old. Oh yeah, uh, what yeah. what department were you in? I'm like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but I had that a few times. Uh, one time the Holy Orchestra played the Vanguard Partnership picnic, oh, yeah. and it's probably when you were still there, maybe. We played the partnership picnic, and for people who don't know Vanguard partnership, sort of like a share value, you know, depending on how Vanguard does in the year, they'll say, okay, partnership goes from, went from $20 last year to 24 and everybody's bonus is based on that. So they were making an announcement in the band. We didn't have any idea what, what partnership was. No. And they went to Hoey and said, they said, okay, the president's going to make an announcement. As soon as he's done, you guys play a song, have it ready. And Hoey picked Spinning Wheel. <laughs> and so the president of Vanguard gets up and goes, you know, gives us a long speech. And at the end, he goes, partnership was 24 last year. It went up 28 this year. Ah, and everybody starts cheering. And the song starts. And, and Dennis goes, what goes up must come down. <laughs> and they're going, no, stop. The president's, the president's make them stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know our offices are in our offices are in Malvern, and every June when we got the partnership, all the car dealerships couldn't wait because every time we got our bonus checks, everybody went out oh, and bought a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's get back to your like. So you had the Vanguard job, but then you started playing with bands and with gigs. I mean, like, what was your yeah. what was your start and how did you latch in? And uh, we would need to get you to the point. Like, how did you? cross paths with chico's vibe like who who led you led you there do you remember your first gig well, you by, by going one? to university arts i immediately got gigs when i was in school because that was the biggest connection back in the early 80s when i went to school there that was the hotbed for jazz it was ahead of temple in westchester where i can honestly say now temple is is really now the hotbed of the jazz but oh, when wow, i was in okay. school there when i was in school there that was like a place to go for giants so yeah. once i got to school there i started getting gigs and my first real wedding band gig i had was i don't know if you knew a guy named marty portnoy no it doesn't sound familiar he was a society band we used to play like um we used to play all these gigs at the bellevue like back in the day they had these big uh 
balls, like 800 people for like. The- <laughs> they still have them today. There's still big balls today. I think they call them galas now. Yeah. Galas, yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> you were playing at the ball. Uh, we- <laughs> Dude, I remember one time I played for the. Shanghai Institute was called the Eyeball, and the whole night we we're just making jokes. Once <laughs> 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 oh, you get the circuit of Philly, oh, your God, name gets dude. around, and then I, oh. I end up playing up like I've ended up at least playing almost every band in the area for a sub or whatever. Oh, yeah. Right. But as far as Chico's band, I mean, I mean, I'm from, I lived in Havertown, so we all know about Chico's oh, vibe. And then once Mac Gallagher and Rose were in the band. They went to the same school as me, even though it was years later. Yeah, you know everybody knew whatever band Matt was in. Gallagher, because he was the top guy in town. And we're like, oh, that's the gig to have, you know. I think the first time you played with us, if I'm not mistaken, was Anthony's. No, actually, the first time was Rose Tree. Yeah, was Rose. So, uh, uh, Dennis has to remember this because I, I get to the gig. It's me and Mike Jarose, and Mike Jarose used to kid all the time. Like I said. Hey, you're gonna get ready to dance? I'm like, what? <laughs> We're gonna dance. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like five minutes before we started. And so, of course, I didn't dance because I had like I don't have no idea what moves are gonna make, right? So yeah. I went up because Chico said and introduced me. I don't know if you remember. She said, "This is Tony DeSantis. He just moved in from Italy a month yes. ago. Yes, <laughs> from Rome. Italy. And the best I part was that. I used to play Rose Tree every year." at least with one or two bands so people go all the time and like there was about 10 or 20 people that knew me oh. right and they asked my name as soon as the gig was done i had like 50 texts like what the hell were they talking about you just came from italy <laughs> and, in fact, and in fact one lady came up after the gig because i was talking and 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 Dennis said on the microphone, he just came from Italy. Italy. He doesn't really speak English too much. And I'm talking to someone. This old lady. This old lady comes up to me. The first the first gig I did with you guys, I was on pro. I got on probation. She goes, I thought you couldn't speak English. Yelling at me. It would have been the best if she started speaking Italian. Yeah, that would have. That would have. Uh, been. Yeah. But that was our very first gig at Rose Tree. Gallagher couldn't do it. But um, as far as knowing the band, I mean, everybody knew about Chico's Vibe. And now when I tell people I play Chico's Vibe, oh, you play with Chico's Vibe? You know Chico? Sure. Tell Chico I haven't seen him in like yeah, 10 yeah, years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wouldn't it be funny if you were in the band and you didn't know him? <laughs> you know Chico's Vibe? You know Chico? No. no. Who's that? No, who's, who's that, that guy? <laughs> I'm always on the end. I oh, yeah. I don't know. I show up, play, and go home. Hey, I do my thing. I stay in my lane. You know. I just I, I just I read the ink. Yes. I just play the ink. Chico's vibe. You you've you've played with some serious jazz people too, right? Over the course of your career, right? Yeah. Well, fortunately, what happens is um, I play with this band called Joe Sutler's Swing Machine. We would hire people like John Faddis, Phil Wood, Ooh. Clark Terry, J.J. Johnson. Get Sly out of here. You play with J.J. Johnson? And, wow. We, well, yeah. We, we would hire them and pay them a fee, and we had to sell tickets. Wow. So, and, the, and the funny thing was, this is back in the 80s and 90s, and Joe Sutler was just this Barry Sachs player who never graduated from school, and he, and he started a rehearsal band. And at the time, there was all these big bands in town, like Phil Giordano. Who was like the big name oh, in town? Name. Oh yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, Joe, we played the Chestnut Cabaret, 
and we have all these guest solos and of course everybody came to the concerts and of course I that gave me a bigger recognition, you know, with the jazz people. And the band just took off. Like, it was... And Phil Giordano was like, call me. He's like, how do you guys get so many people to come to their concert? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> and, the band, and the band just took off. And Joe Sutter then started his own his own wedding band, too, which I played in. He, he started from nothing and was doing, like, 50, 60 gigs a year. That was one of the best things was to get to play with... Uh, to play with that band because I just met all these like incredible people, but you know we had to pay them, but we, we got to be on stage with. Right. So then eventually you became Nick Corvino. Bass signal went up. You became Nick's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you started to play with us a lot. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then and then uh, I mean I think Debbie and Ed. No, I think I sent them both an email. I said if there's an opening, you know, I'd be interested, and you know, if not, I want to continue to sub, but. I did solicit for the job. You so. I didn't even know that. Job. That's cool. Yeah. Also, Ed Jackabowski was playing trumpet, and um, I don't know if you guys know Ed's one of my best friends. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's not only for my friend, but like we we play together a lot, and so we have a like incredible mutual respect for each other as trumpet players. I mean, Ed plays first, I play second. And, like, I know what my job is, and his job is to play first, and I never be like, hey, you know, let me play first or whatever. Like, like it, it works out perfectly because I know exactly. I play with him so much. I know exactly what he wants me to do as a second player. So yeah, you, I, I finally like the trumpet section. Yeah. So I can say that. <laughs> so you yeah. did. Well, so you, you know, back in the day, like Ed, Nick and Ed would split it up, and that. Oh yeah. Right. And so you know that makes a big difference because you know like we, we it's kind of like my job is to play second and to support Ed, and that's all. I worry about, and, and, and I've known Ed. I've known Ed for a, a long time, and and I knew him before he got his doctorate. And I seen him like just progress to like he's one of the top guys in town that can play jazz and classical. Right. Yeah, that's cool. You know, like it's him, Mac Gallagher, the top two guys that can do that in town. Right. Oh, really? Okay. So, cool. And so, like, I have this the most respect for Ed is just as a friend and a trauma player. So that's why there's never, just like when I played, I used to play in a band with John Swanna. Sure. Who's like one of the top guys in town, jazz-wise. You know, we played together, and and there was never a competition between me and John because, well, first of all, I always thought he was better, but we just got along and, and learned from each other. You know? Right, mm -hmm. right. You know, when you were at uh, Vanguard, you were like kind of the grunt guy, and you yeah. come into Chico's Vibe, and you're kind of the grunt guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's it's actually you know what's funny is is i like that because my personality i like to be told what to do like when i want to i do when that i work i wasn't into like doing projects where i had to be the lead on a project like right. i wanted to be the helper guy I'm, sure I'm that, sure like, i like to be the trumpet helper guy right 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 cool. Not, but that's my personality like, i don't i don't need to be the supervisor or the boss i just Right. I like to be the supportive person because, uh, I don't know, it's just my personality. Yeah. Oh, that's great. We're thinking about putting yeah. you and Dr. Ed on wires, and you actually go and <laughs> you break into flight because of how how in tune you are with each other. Just this, you take off like these Valkyries. We're flying monkeys. And, and just so you know, the, yeah. the harness and all the wires, we will go towards the lowest bidder. So you'll be safe. 
<laughs> Just keep Ed ahead of Tony a little bit. Tony wants to be the grunt, <laughs> the support plane. That'll get us a transition. So, so Tony, we have we're gonna do two recurring segments that we do on the Vibecast. Well, this is only the second time we've done it. I call it Chico's Vibe, the Netflix series, and and the premise is okay. we're gonna have a series on Netflix. Ed and I have been work, talking about it for years, where each each episode of the series is a gig, like a and a memorable gig that we've done. That'll okay. be that'll be how the series progresses, but there'll also be an arc for the year for the season, and that arc for the first season is the serial killing of wedding photographers and how that plays out <laughs> but anyway that's not what we're going to talk about today the episode that this is going to be is a memorable gig that i'm calling the winter storm dog poop gig oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so and we're talking about that because you were a sub on this gig and i think you re remember it well right oh absolutely okay yes. <laughs> it was a snowy day yes. i never forget i never forget because my biggest my biggest concern was we had like a six o'clock or five o'clock yes, start, yes. and I'm checking I'm checking GPS yeah. from ten o'clock on. How long will it take to get to Center City? Yeah, and it was like, on a you know, Friday. Oh, night. Yes, yeah. Friday, Friday night. night. That's a critical part of the story. It was yes, Friday it was night, six o'clock yeah. in Center so City. Yeah, starts to snow like one o'clock or whatever it was, and my GPS is like an hour, hour and a half. It just two kept, hours. Yeah, it kept growing. So I left my house at late. I don't know. 2 2.30, and of course, by the time I got on the Rouge, and I know every shortcut to Philly, and it was like, oh my God, I'm going to be late yeah. to this Yeah, and that no was the thing. Cut. I mean, to interrupt you for a second, it was four years ago. It was December. I looked, because the good thing is could look all this stuff up. It was December 15th, 2017, and one advantage for us was Ardmore guitar legend Chris McCord. His wife. Yeah. It was Cindy's, Cindy Cindy's Duffy. son's wedding. Right. They're good friends of ours. Yeah. Yes. But Tony, good. I mean, and I think Geb, maybe you and George and maybe Yaddish had got there early enough. So we yeah, I got there early because I left early. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we were there. Chris, we were, I think Chris, Chris, Chris Farr was on. Chris the gig. Farr was on the gig for Ed. Yeah, Ed. Ed, yeah. we're going to need you to be an independent. You're going to have to represent the audience and ask <laughs> questions. So the the challenge for, for the rest of us, like you were saying, Tony, we were all on the road, couldn't get there. Right. And it yeah. was just nuts. Streets were just not only backed up, just not even moving. And I'm in my car checking GPS every two minutes. I have to, I have Google Maps and and Waze at the same time, trying to figure out which was the best. Yeah. There was no no other way to take because I was turning here, turning there, turn, you know, like you're saying, you know, every yeah. shortcut in Philly, and anywhere you turned, you were just same deal. Yeah, and I had the problem with with Waze. It would send me. It would try to find a a route, and it would send me on a like a road that didn't have traffic, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't passable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yep. So I think I got there at six o'clock start. I think I got there at six 30 and I was freaked out by the time I got there. Well, but I still wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't the last person there. No, the guests, a lot of the guests were late okay. to getting there. So they kind of pushed the time back a little. I think they pushed it back like 15 minutes. Oh, so okay. it was like six 15 because he was nowhere near the place. Right. John is pointing at Dennis and, at this moment. <laughs> independent, independent audience. That's right. And we had to start, and I'm like pulling, trying to find lyrics and this and that. It was just, it was a complete mess. And then, but the the person who had the worst experience getting there <laughs> turned out to be Dennis. Because yes. I think it won't, you can probably tell a story, but as I remember you telling it, 
your windshield kept getting like yeah and I, you know i try to pull over and get all the ice and snow off of the um the the, the blade the, the wipers were you like in west philly when this was- well no i was turning 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 and i ended up being on i guess that's spruce street yeah. like I, i'm over there somewhere you know and it's not moving at all and I can't see out the freaking windshield. You know, it's, it's just like two like bars of ice going back and forth. So I pull over to get the windshield, you know, to pull over to try to clean them off. And I, there's snow all over the place now. And I stepped on a drainage grate in the road, you know, right near the curb. <laughs> slip wiped out boom i go down i fall into this like black muck shit whatever the hell it was tear my pants all the way down like this i got black shit all over them that smells like dog shit because it was (laughs) Uh, you know it might have been like all dog shit running down The curb into the drain. bro is where he was right there. Now I'm like, I get back in the car. I'm pissed off. This is like Snoopy's snow cone machine. Everything's going wrong. You know, I can't get to the gig. My pants are ripped. I smell like shit. I'm still like, I don't know how many blocks away. Finally, I get down. I pull into the, you know, the, the, the parking lot. And I'm like, I get out. I'm like, oh. Man, look at this. I go walking down. And And we had just announced the bride and groom, and here comes Dennis. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, I had to go. You had to go line them up. I'm walking in. All the flies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm walking in. My pants are ripped all over the freaking place. And I'm like asking you guys, like, any of you guys got like spray or something? (laughs) What did you say, pants? Any of you guys got pants? I went back and asked Thomas. I said, dude, do you have, a, is there like a shower in here? Like, you know, the waiters or waitresses take showers. Sorry, mate, no showers in here. Didn't somebody give you like Tide stain remover? The female, like, wedding coordinator or whatever. She comes Who you up, had to work with. She, <laughs> smelled she comes up, she says, you really smell like dog shit. <laughs> Going, I know. I, you know, what the hell am I going to do? There's no nowhere I can even wash. Because, wait, I have some Febreze or something. And she comes out and starts spraying it all over my pants, all over the place. I'm spraying it. And that just made it worse. As I go back, I'm in the middle of all you guys now playing a gig. And so the smell would just kind of. It would permeate. Yes. And it was like, it would always be like when I'm singing and I'm trying to take a breath and I'm like, you know, unforgettable. Shit. <laughs> 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 That's what you. <laughs> and I had to go up and line up the bride and groom. <laughs> and I got to go all the way up, you know, <laughs> like the third. <laughs> I walk in the room and I'm like. Please, thank God it was McCord and Cindy. Yes, you know, people they were so nice about good it. friends of ours. Because I walk in and I, I, I right, right away, I look at the bride. I said, 
please forgive me, forgive me. I fell, I ripped my pants. <laughs> Nobody could have handled it better. Crap I all went over me. I, you know, he cleaned it up. I fell in dog feces. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> he fell in a she pile goes, of feces. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let's just have a good time and this and that and the other thing. And I'm smelling myself, and I'm like, these people must. <laughs> so I, you know. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get out of that room because it's a small room up there. They're all like, no, no, no. It's all fun. It was a large bridal party. Oh. <laughs> That's where they got the Johnny on the spot and they just cut a little square out and he sang into that the whole night. <laughs> but then luckily I come back down and we do the introductions and on Gabe says, Dan, you know, I got a pair of jeans in my car. I did. I had got, I came right from work. But here, my jeans were like a light, like a light wash. Yes. <laughs> Better than wearing what I had on. Black man. shoes and these whitewashed jeans. Yeah. <laughs> With a black jacket on. Oh my Miami god, Vice. it was classic. Yeah, but the fun, the funny thing was is I is forgot Tony's showed up, still here. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Dennis showed up, it took five or ten minutes for the smell to get to our side. And meanwhile, Dennis. Dennis shows up, and Chris Farr's like, what the fuck is that smell? <laughs> and then Brian, Brian, Farr, then Brian Farr smelled it. Yeah. And then, and then and all of a sudden, I smelled it. And then I looked, I looked over I looked over Gabby. <laughs> Gabby, Gabby was gagging. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so bad. Oh, I feel so bad. I missed this one. Oh. Lord Almighty, I, I was lucky. <laughs> but it took a few minutes for it to permeate the whole band, and by the time it did, we were like, what the hell? You had a mixture of shit and Febreze. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Yaddish was behind me. Because he kept saying, Dennis, that's making it worse. Spray that. Yes, I he was behind me. You should have got the blue stuff from Woody's uh, Woody's yes. RV. <laughs> I should have got the blue stuff. <laughs> but the good news is. Once you got in the jeans, it turned into a really yeah. fun gig because people Excellent all got gig. there. They got right, relaxed. Right. They were grateful to be there. So it, it, it was a happy ending, but it was a it was just a rough beginning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So the, I thought that was a good. Uh, I could make a good episode. Yeah. Well, that was. <laughs> and Tony was on that gig as a sub. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, so that that's the uh, Chico's Chico's vibe, the Netflix series episode two. All right, so, wait, <laughs> wait, number two, I get it. He's so clever. Hey, you know. Hey everybody, producer Matt hopping in real quick to let you know about a few shows that Chico's Vibe is playing in the coming weeks. First, January 8th, they're playing at Harba Village in Malika Hills, New Jersey. They're playing from noon to four. On January 22nd, they're playing at Renault Winery in Egg Harbor City, New Jersey from 12 to four. And on February 12th, they are back at Harba Village in Malika Hills, New Jersey, again, playing from noon until four. Go check out Chico's Vibe at some of those shows. And now, back to the podcast. All right, so our last uh, podcast we picked for as our song from the set list, Love Train, which partially uh. explains the presence of 
Tony on, on the podcast. <laughs> so, so a, a little background on the song Love Train. It's a classic song from the classic era of the sound of Philadelphia in Philadelphia International Records. Love Train was written by Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff, who wrote lots and wrote and produced so many great songs. Uh, it was recorded by the OJs. It, it reached number one on the Billboard charts in March 1973. It was recorded at Sigma Sound Studios in Philadelphia that, that was located at 212 North 12th Street. It closed in 2014. But we played there, right? Yeah, we recorded Larry. one of Larry's tunes. Yeah. Um, so we have something in common with the Philly yeah. <laughs> sound. It was on the OJs album called Backstabbers, which was the only other hit from, yes. from the album. The song was number 32 for the year 1973 of the Billboard Hot 100 for, for the year. Gamble and Huff also had number 15 uh, for the year uh, 1973, and that was uh, Me and Mrs. Jones by Billy Paul. That was ah. also 1973. 1973 was an odd year for popular music, I, I think, based on the top... Well, I wrote down the top six songs for 1973. Number one was Tie a Yellow Ribbon. Wow. <laughs> Tony Orlando. Yes. Holy crap. Number two is an an Ed Mount classic. Bad, bad Leroy Brown. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> number three was Killing Me Softly by Roberta Flack. Number yeah. four, Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. And number five is a Gabby classic, My Love by Paul McCartney ah, and Wings. Hmm. Number six, I never, I, I went and listened to it because I'd never heard it. It's called Why Me by Chris Christopherson. Why me? Why me, Lord? That's what it. have I ever done to deserve yes! even one? I, can't, I listened to the whole song. I can't believe it. it was a huge hit. Wow. I like, love Chris Christopherson stuff, but my mom actually loved that song. <laughs> Bought nice. the 45, let me learn it. <laughs> nice, but Love, Love Train, great song, great message. Um, God help me, oh. Jesus, <laughs> I'm wasted. <laughs> Love Train is not its not a Legacy Hoey song. I think it's a Chico's Vibe no, song. No, it's Chico's Vibe. Yes. I remember joining the band and never having played it before. Yeah. Right. And of course, the thing that goes with Love Train now is the horns go out into the audience and form a love, a love Train. Love Train. And that has turned into lots of crazy, crazy moments. Now, I... <laughs> I, 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 I like how you broken, just, you know, broken yeah. legs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying oh, to roast <laughs> I feel like, and I could be wrong, that the first time we went out into the audience, it was Tim and Gia's wedding, the judge and, and Dr. Gia. I feel like that was the first time Possibly. we did it. Mm. Of course, I don't remember the date of that wedding, but I think it was more early. Oh, it was early. It was yeah. early, yeah. And yeah, I think it's just like we were being goofy, and there was a crowd we could be goofy with and went, and went right, out. Right, right, right. But from there, it's we pretty much... Other than some COVID moments or some crowds that Ed and I don't like, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> and those are uh, those are contested moments where Ed and like um, we're not going, and Dennis I is like, get out there! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like I I know like the kind of crowd you're talking about. Well, you, you know, feel like you're when gonna you get don't injured. Go out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Like you're gonna lose, a, you're gonna lose a tooth, kind of. Matt Gallagher loved the love train. Loved the love. He train. pulled me aside. He points to his lip. He goes, "You know what this is? It's my career. Some jackass almost hit me. It's my career, Ed." It's like, all right, Matt, have a good one. But we we've had some. Like we've had some mystery moments. Somebody, somebody at Rose Tree broke their broke their ankle, ankle. two years yep. in a row. Yeah. Two, two years in a row. Wow. I think well, it was a love train where Deval jumped into the pool. At yes, the, uh, with the oh, MMR. Uh, there was the the O'Neill O'Neill building. O'Neill Property. O'Neill right. Properties. The new place over in Valley Forge <laughs> with back. the trumpet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he went into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was with MMR. That's when we met. Oh yeah, yeah that's Casey the, and and Nick and out. yeah, yeah. And I got a T-shirt from that gig that had a weird thing that said "Ask about the canoe" on the back of it. I I forget there were canoe rides at uh, because it, oh, it went right against on, on a scooter. Still have it? Yeah. So so I had the shirt right next to the and I would wear it. I was in Home Depot and people were like, "All right, what's with the canoe?" And I would forget it was on the shirt, and I'd just be like, "What?" Your shirt says ask about the canoe. I, said, I have no idea. <laughs> it's my Home Depot shirt, you know? But before we get more into the train, you guys, so Ed and I are paying attention to the train for a significant portion of the song. You guys sing and play the song, and I think from the way you do it that you guys really like the song. Is that yeah. correct? I'm still no, like I, it, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. I like it because there's so much excitement going on. Right. With you guys going out there. Okay. If we didn't have that that thing, that shtick. You know, the me- you don't, I figured you in particular guys take the message to heart. All right, people all over the world, join hands. Start yes. a love trail. <laughs> yeah, people all over the world, join hands. Yeah. It's, yeah. Coming out of my heart. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where it was the fist fight at the big club. Oh, that's right. right. The the people around the <laughs> Join him. <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> oh. His foot's on my head. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's a good arrangement. Too. It is. Yeah. It's a Jerose arrangement. It's a arrangement. Yeah, the harmonies and the horns are To walk in, especially like if we go out into a real echoey lobby or something where it's marble, it sounds like we're an isolated horn track for that, like, four bars while ah, we're outside and you could just hear all the harmonies and yeah it's a lot of fun and tony yes. tony is the highlight yeah of so most that, of the- that gets us into the love train strategy <laughs> which there has, over the years there's definitely understand the- he said don't you understand the concept concept. Concept. <laughs> concept concept so ed a trumpet player cannot lead the love train and a trumpet player cannot be the caboose of the love train right because it just doesn't doesn't hold up (laughs) and i'm not sure why (laughs) you know but i'm doing my best and i i feel i think there's a hundred people behind me and i turn it's it's parky and 50 feet away from him is somebody else do you know what happens ed what happened i got my eye on it the whole time and you'll have a hundred people behind you to start, mm-hmm. and then you'll get like some schmuck <laughs> in the crowd. I that, see it all the time too. They veer up, off, veer off, off, and go you know his way, yeah. and then everybody follows him. And you got like right. you four and two people so, following you. Right, so, oh. but then I think and I keep saying no, follow the horns. That does follow happen. The horns. <laughs> but then there's we'll let Tony have his piece. There's also the the Tony problem. 
which we would go out and start to form the love train, and Tony would see like a very pretty woman, and be, <laughs> and. <laughs> Wait, you figured that one out? Yes, I, was, I, I completely stopped the train and try to get her in front of him. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, and exactly. Then, so then Ed and I keep going, and Tony's just standing there. Oh, why don't you get in front of me? And you can do. <laughs> and John then parks behind me. Don't stop! <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, well, people are but people are trying to butt in the train. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that you didn't want they anybody, anybody they can't to come do in. That. They can't do that. And that was that was the disconnect. He didn't understand I didn't the concept. Know. The train the keeps it rolling. That's, That's what it. <laughs> and you got you got to you got to understand. Well, before I before I joined the band, I saw you guys do the love train before. But I used to play in this wedding band that we would go out on the floor for a Jewish wedding, and we would entertain the bride and groom and walk around the circle. But and when we did that. The people would follow us, and we were allowed to let the people come in between the horns. So I just thought, no. I just thought, I just thought thing. that's what they wanted. And, I, <laughs> it's a and of course, thing. as I got older, anybody who was cool looking, I was always one of them that like get in front of me. I was just like, <laughs> well, but that? I didn't realize. I thought that that was okay until it, it was like, until like Dennis, a, it was Dennis like he, yelled at me and told me not to do that. You could <laughs> stop for half a second and try to get the girl, but you can't hold the whole gosh damn line up. It, it was know? like he got called. All right, all right, all right, separation. Let's now. calm down now. <laughs> it's great. Come on. And it, even like even like I don't. I think you guys realize that while we're on the floor, there's always people, women trying to jump in or anybody jumping in between us, yeah. and it's hard for me while I'm playing to like explain to them. Don't bother me. Get behind me. You know, <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be ignorant. Be like, no. <laughs> no. It was, at, just, it was just... at the end of a gig, and it was like you got called into the principal's office. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah. Chico just went to Samus. <laughs> no, what I did was, and no, you I did what, I did. <laughs> I, what I did was, I did break. I did break the rule, but I didn't know what the rule was. I would try to start a. I would try to start a second love train because that, that's what happened. It was, it was more like. I thought, well, if we had two love trains, it'd be even better. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't realize. Oh, did I was, that backfire? I, I had like, oh, a, I well, had like yeah. a mad flashback realize. because Dennis was right in his face. Do you not understand the concept <laughs> of the love train? And you yeah, just like you looked guys, at him like, like blink, <laughs> blink. No, that wasn't blink. the best part. Dennis is yelling at me and Gabby and Ed Mount or just with their eyes, just watching it, and they were speechless. Their mouth was like <laughs> wide open. Like, <laughs> I didn't. And then, in that, and then next week, I showed up, and Debbie said, "I'm surprised you sh showed up." <laughs> <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, is this actually happening? <laughs> That was the best. I'm, su I'm surprised what? you showed up. My brain got so messed up. I'm watching it and I'm just getting mad. I'm like, so that's where probation came from. Yes. It, it was, well, it was like, who's that called probation? In my head, I'm like, we're grown men. <laughs> we're grown men here. <laughs> what is going on? I tried to start a second love train. I totally <laughs> broke the rule, but I didn't realize that yeah, was. You know. I think we, yeah. And you always want to, you just were telling us earlier how you always want to be in support you want to you don't want to be the main guy on the love train exactly <laughs> and if you're this, right if this were septum, a renegade it, it, would, train. it would be derailed we would be involved in a derailment uh lawsuit uh, we've had some great 
trains over the years, particularly yes. at outdoor events, parks. Yeah, yeah. Just get kids going it's across the long, stage. Yeah, and long trains. It's it's a fun. Yeah, but I'll say this: you guys on on stage don't realize whenever we do it, everybody in the audience loves it. Yeah. Everybody always mm. likes likes it. Like they're really impressed, or they're like. Wow, this is cool. Nobody's ever gotten mad at it. Let's right? face yeah. it; it's like the dumbest thing. You know, <laughs> it's like you know, kunga line. But, but so then, instead of right. instead of to get back in the Dennis's good graces because of probation, every time I have a love train, yes. I steal something. I steal yes! something for him and give it to him. <laughs> I'm always wondering, like. <laughs> He always comes up either with a with a comb or like. That's right. He goes. One time he gave me like a sewing kit, and I'm like, "Well, those he takes in the bathroom, stopping it in the bathroom during a love train, and they're in the basket in the men's room. Little thing of Listerine. He has to make a detour. He hands you a chandelier at Springfield. All right, that's our song from the set list. So, what we do is pick. Pick next month's song, and I believe, Matt. yeah. All right, it's, it, you get the, Matt gets a pick. Yeah, oh, uh, of course she gets a pick. Uh, dance to the music. Dance to the music. Uh, oh, good. Uh, That'll be next okay. month's song from the set list. Good choice. Like between that and Why Me by Christian. <laughs> 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 what about anything by Tiffany? Oh, 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 oh that's it. I'm out of here. You just witnessed Tony go back into probation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so our last segment we do on every episode is we talk about like a song that we've maybe heard recently or a song that's come to mind recently that you would like to do in Chico's Vibe. You kind of know we never will. It might be a personal favorite. might be something you heard that is appealing. What song is on your mind that you, would be nice to do? So I, I'll start with, with Dennis. I'm going to pick uh, And This Bird Can Sing. Wow. Mm. I didn't see that coming. Just I've been listening to it all week. I heard it. It's blowing my mind listening to that. Really cool. Yeah, really the, cool guitar the, stuff. Uh, McCartney and I mean Lennon wrote it, sings it, but you got that awesome like double guitar thing from McCartney and and Harrison. Yes. Good good choice. Geb. I'm going to go out and say Alone Again Naturally. You you kidding, right? I'm, I'm serious. No, nah, you're joking. Why would I? Well, not that song. But we. <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> That's exactly why I like it. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, we did that before. <laughs> wait, did we talk about that before? Yes, I think you said. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. That just popped in my head. Do you want to stick with that, or was that you? Yeah, I'm sticking with that. All right. Ed Mount, what do you got? You know, I always like something happened on the way to heaven, Phil Collins. That's uh, great. Horn intro. You know, so there. Do you want to change your pick up? Yeah, you know what? Happy. I like Phil Collins, too. Oh, thanks, Kevin. You gonna pick the same two? Thanks. No, no. I'm trying to think of the name, uh, the one I always liked. Um, we bullied him into change. Two no. hearts no, beating no, no, no. just It was his. It, it was his solo uh, album. I think it was called West West Side. It's a musical number. It's, there's no lyrics. Oh, I don't know it. Yeah, I think it's called West Side. I think that's the name of it. Big T, what you got? Um. 
I'm going to say a medley of. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> a medley of Herb Albert. Herb Albert. Herb Albert. Yeah. Mean, me and Dr. Edward talk about like during the uh, dinner. Every, the every, salad. In between every song of every Chico's Five <laughs> No, we could do like a melody. Like like there's always like two part harmony on his on his all stuff. his stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What's the one that goes dun 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 Taste of of honey is another one, yeah. Yeah, taste of honey. Yes. With Tony, what's what's the one that starts? Wait, wait, Tony, wait. Taste of honey. Tony, what's the one that starts? Yeah. That's Java. I heard it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, wrong guy. I know we're like doing her Albert request from Tony. I'm like, play the Lonely Bull. I think yeah, the Lonely Bull. I love because he's probably that just flea. He's, he's on the toilet, you know, with the trumpet because that's where the best echoes are. Do you want a taxi? That's the one he started with. Oh, he started with that? Yeah. Let's face it. How he started the comeback of her. The East, the East Coast comeback. The East Coast comeback. Yeah. All right, I'm throwing in one song that has nothing to do with her about but the song I only because I heard it the other day. Reminiscing by um uh, Little, Little River, River Band. Band. That could be a nice Tony trumpet solo. Reminiscing. Reminiscing. Friday night uh, it was laying it was yeah. Little River home. Band. That's I've great. always that's, wanted that's a to great do vocal. That song. Yeah. And it's got a nice little I think it's probably a flugel solo at the at end. At the end, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tony, yeah. you might might have gotten yourself another podcast guest. <laughs> yes. Uh oh. It's Tony from the toilet. <laughs> me, 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 Dr. Jacob. Me, Dr. Jacob, please do it. I'm telling you, that's a, that's a spin-off podcast. Tony from Tony the toilet. From the <laughs> it's not what you think, folks. It's the acoustics. And every now and then, you just hear a little fur. Uh, uh, they, just, that was a valve. They you used know. to do it in the old days. Sony Studios, you put the amp in the bathroom. It's like behind two ferns. Well, join me in the toilet. <laughs> Pet Sounds was recorded in the John. I'm telling you. <laughs> Some of the greatest albums were recorded in the John. Oh man! <laughs> but anyway, that's that gets us through the uh, the podcast materials. Thank yeah, you, thank yes. you, Tony DeSantis, our special guest. Yeah, Tony. Thank you. Say goodbye to twenty twenty one and ten, one. Oh. nine, <laughs> eight, seven, six. His balls are five, dropping. Four, three, balls are dropping. <laughs> two, <laughs> one. Hey! Tony,
but uh, so Tony, you know when. I'm sorry. I'm Hello. Here. Oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was, are you out shopping or he's something? Very, he's very excited to be on the show, folks. Very excited. Huh? Yeah. 